Hi guys, it's Parisa from 168 and welcome to another episode of the 168 podcast. Um, I'm here with Gabby today via Zoom because of of course with the lockdowns we cannot do this in person um, and we had technical div- difficulties first time around so this is take two. Thanks Gabby. Thank you. How are you going? All right. Done. done. Keep on keeping on like everyone. Like everyone, yeah. Day, day is done and yes. uh, you're off for the rest of the afternoon. Yes, to uh, continue writing programs that people send me loving messages about how much they're really definitely enjoying all of the workout. They are so hard. <laughs> Considering there's, they're, like, they're simple, most of it's equipment free or with just, you know, the most basic of, of things you can find. Yeah. They're torture. Yeah. Well, and like, everyone is so sore. I mean, That's the all. alternative is just spending all your time sitting down at home, right? And then exactly. you come back to the gym and it's going to be so much harder. So That's right. Even so if it doesn't people matter. can't be PBing at the moment, we still want to try and like maintain like a little bit of strength, a little bit of fitness. So yeah. this is what I've been saying. Sane. Yeah, 100%. Anyone I've spoken to, like any of the members who are a bit down about not being able to progress and stuff. I'm like, this isn't about making gains. This is not the time to be making gains unless no. you've got like a full kid at home. It's just doing what you can with what you've got maintaining. We're going to get into this in a second, but I do want to introduce you first. So for those of you who haven't met Gabby, who don't know, um, everyone in the CBD obviously knows you already. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gab, um, Gab, you are the gym manager over at CBD. You run the show over there. You are you are doing all the programming for us at the moment for for the three gyms in lockdown. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you started CrossFit, what your background was beforehand, um, and then I want to get into some specifics about yeah, you. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so I've been at one six eight for just over five years now. Um, I think last time we said like I joined. A little bit before the very first one to take Kingsgrove open, which was Box RX. Yep. So I think I'd been at the gym for like a little while just before that. Um, so yeah, I've been doing CrossFit prior to coaching CrossFit, um, but because I worked in other gyms, it was kind of like not feasible to uh, be going to an additional gym to also train. Yeah. Um, so before, uh, before CrossFit, I uh, was a PT manager and fitness manager at Fitness First. Um, and I did some uh, outdoor boot camps and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I come from like a business corporate background, like out of uni. Um, what did you study at uni? Uh, I did communications and information management, which is why I write all of the long emails and posts and everything yes. I'm kind of in charge of that sort of stuff as that well. explains a lot all that, yeah all of that messaging um <laughs> very well uh, versed in public comms um yeah I did that for five years and then I was made uh, redundant when the New South Wales government changed over in 2012 2013 I want to say around that time anyway yeah um took a big holiday and then never went back to an office job basically. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's four out of four of us now yeah. who Came have a background corporate. in corporate, have left and have never looked never back. Never gone back. Yeah. I mean, our jobs now still involve like a lot of admin and computer work and, you know, communications. And and, yeah, and- exactly. A lot of spreadsheets and finances and everything, but it's just, I think when you're working towards 
something you have a vested interest in, it's a little bit different to working for like a big corporation or whatever, yeah. or, you know, the government or whatever it might be. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, work-wise what I did. And then training-wise, before I did CrossFit, um, I competed in powerlifting and strongwoman. Yeah. Uh, so I came from a strength background with no gymnastics or ability to uh, ollie lift. I would just muscle everything because I could. Uh, <laughs> and just like strict handstand push-ups, could not figure out how to kip anything. So it was like everyone, we all come to it having to learn new skills right no one yeah. comes knowing everything it doesn't matter what sort of sporting or fitness background you come from there's a lot to learn and to kind of nail down to be good or halfway decent at all the things yeah 100 percent. and it probably helped that you had that base level of strength um so for example being able to do strict handstand push-ups before yeah, the kick strict pull-up yeah. before the kick all that sort of stuff yeah absolutely uh, i remember the first uh, like crossfit work, like hero or benchmark pod that i ever did was diane and that was because it had relatively heavy deadlifts for the volume yeah. uh, and handstand push-ups that i knew i could do strict so i did diane like strict, strict. with not bumper plates just with like the metal plates that you would have in a commercial globo wow. gym. Wow. So <laughs> right up your alley. Yeah. There you go. And uh, and how did you find the transition? Well, how did you how did you find CrossFit to begin with? And how did you find the transition going from a uh, you know quite a heavy strength based um, you know exercise program to something a bit more mixed like CrossFit? Yeah, so um, one of the fitness first clubs that I worked in was The Zone. It's uh, near Martin Place in the city. Yep. And it was kind of at the time when functional fitness was like the hot new thing and everyone was kind of interested in it. And so we did a lot of training before that uh, club opened on like various like modalities that kind of went into functional fitness. And that's our, our like club or our like area manager at the time himself did CrossFit. And so a lot of the workouts that we would do as like team building would be CrossFit workouts, oh, even, right. that, even though that wasn't like this, uh, exactly the program that would be running in the gym itself. Yeah. Like that was the, you know, getting the group together, sort of team building just oh. before the club opened. So, okay. yeah, so that's kind of how I first was introduced into CrossFit. And then we would all kind of do that sort of training. I still was doing a bit more on the strength side I think like a lot of crossfitters I you know didn't want to be running or <laughs> yes no running so, no bike no rowing yeah exactly yeah <laughs> uh, you know anything over five reps was cardio that sort of thing yeah yeah were you skeptical of crossfit uh no I think because at the time there was a lot of stuff online about the crossfit fails and everything it was hard to ignore yeah uh, and I think CrossFit itself has progressed so much in terms of like the focus on like strict strength and form and all of that sort of, so that you don't see the same sort of horrendous <laughs> looking things that you did in, you know, the games in 2009 or something yeah. like that even. So yeah. I think like the sport has progressed, but uh, like definitely at that time it was a bit, okay, this is like, a lot of combinations of things yeah. like how, how can it all work? And especially when you've come from like a strictly strength background and you're, you know, you don't want to lose your gains yes. <laughs> by doing cardio. Yeah. So it's a whole mindset shift as well. And realizing that like 
that's not actually the case. There is a, there is a way you can balance it all. hundred percent, hundred percent. So I, I stumbled across, I was scrolling through Instagram and I found this on the Squat University page. Um, for anyone that doesn't follow Squat University, um, jump on there. I really like that page um, for some of the stuff they put up. But um, So they put up something which basically if I was to sum up our podcast in th- into three points, they've done this perfectly. And they've said tips when three tips when dealing with an injury and tip one is um, movement is medicine. Number two is don't keep pushing through pain. And number three is find what you can train without pain um, so that you can keep training until you fix what needs attention. Yeah. So essentially this is what we wanted to talk about today. And that, that I think that really sums up quite well um, what we wanted to touch on is, is dealing with injuries in CrossFit as a member and, um, and I think this applies to anyone of any level, whether you're a beginner or whether you're a coach or an advanced athlete. Um, what tends to happen, but probably not so much, I know it's definitely not as much with us, um, and I think we've instilled this in our members, is that you can keep training if you're injured, following those three principles of find what you can do, don't push through pain and fix the problem. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about your experience um, in dealing with injury and I, I want to get to how far you've come. Um, yeah. but I want to start with, um, you know, I guess your when you first got injured, the initial approach to it, um, it wasn't to stop completely, was it? Yeah, correct. Uh, so I th- there'll be some, definitely some members who are from the city gym that have kind of known me the whole time and will know, uh, like at least bits and pieces of my, uh, laundry list of injuries that I've accumulated uh, I will just put like a, a statement out there that it's not because of CrossFit I'm just uh, my joints are very mobile so I'm just prone to getting injured in uh, the most mundane sort of scenarios yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I have like a, a list of uh, not just niggles but like quite serious injuries yeah. um, so I uh, shattered my big toe into about seven or more pieces um with an empty bar so that's why I always tell people not to drop empty bars if not just for the bar but for your own feet um I had a major knee surgery uh about three years ago I and then last year during lockdown I um I injured my neck pretty seriously and then we came out of lockdown and I tore ligaments in my wrist. Oh. Uh, so so no oh. I, uh, no minor injuries and I always joke with our uh, sports physio and chiros that I'm never just going to them for a tune up it's always because of some major thing that I have done but at least I'm keeping them busy. Mm, <laughs> you are keeping them busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like long list of things, but I've, um, if we go back to like when I broke my toe, that would have been maybe like 2016, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like all of those other injuries since then I've managed to keep training in some capacity. Uh, mm-hmm. so it wasn't just a case of like, oh, you know, like with my toe, I was like in a moon boot with my knee, I was on crutches, like completely non-weight bearing through the leg, my wrist, I had like a full cast. Um, so it was just finding the things that I could do that, uh, like a little bit of discomfort was okay, yeah. but 
not like a jarring pain, like knowing the difference between that and also obviously going through the guidance of whoever is looking after your rehab, whether that's like your GP, your surgeon, your physio, your chiro, whoever it is, um, like not trying to push it too hard. Um, But yeah, so like with any of the uh, like lower body injuries, I just changed the focus to be like, okay, just bench press, upper body things, like gymnastics that wasn't kipping necessarily. Um, I mean, there is definitely a video of um, me upside down on a wall with Lizzie and our friend Hajin holding the moon boot against the wall so that I could do handstand push-ups. So I'm not, I'm not saying that I have been perfect through all of this. And I am very determined. You've been creative. Yes. You've been very creative. Very creative. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, there's always ways that you can work around it. And I guess that's kind of what you're, coaches there for as well like from a for an athlete's perspective so obviously like we're all coaches so we can kind of uh brainstorm like oh well I can't do this so if I can't squat what else could I do or you know and like for ourselves we have that resource of each other but that's what we're here for the our athletes for as well is to be able to make it so that you can keep coming and keep doing something yeah sure you're not gonna like pb your squat if you like sprained your ankle really badly but that doesn't mean that you have to lose like all of the leg strength that you have or that you can't come and like substitute some of the movements so that you can actually keep training like for your mental health as well yeah yeah definitely it's um and that's the thing it gets really hard um i know when you do get injured especially if you've been on you know you're you're on a roll and you feel like you you've got some momentum going and then suddenly something happens and you injure yourself it's really hard mentally to not just go, oh, stuff it. I'm just going to take X amount of weeks off or X amount of months off. You really like, for some people more than others, I think you've really got to dig deep and go, you know what? It's going to get better. I've got to do X, Y, and Z to, to make it better. But in the meantime, I can do this. I can still do these other things there's, I've, I'm yet to see a case at, at our gym where someone's, not been able to come in at all. Um, yeah. I mean, I was like, I couldn't walk at all. I've like, we've had members that have had like major surgery also been on crutches. I mean, we also have um, Tony who's uh, like had a skiing accident is uh, like paraplegic and he comes in in a wheelchair. Like, so yeah. if, if, if people and like anyone who saw the CrossFit games recently will have seen like how much is possible like regardless of what you've got going on, whether it's like a short-term minor injury or you have like some sort of long-term issue or like something that's going to affect your actual like abilities. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't keep training and doing something. That's not to say that you can't have some time where you feel a little bit sorry for yourself, but uh, for that time, you just have to focus on, a different sort of training goal, I guess. So maybe you're not going to get that clean and jerk PB that you were working towards before you did whatever, but okay. Can you get more strict pull-ups unbroken or, you know, like find, I think I've always found it very helpful to find a different goal to, I I guess in a sense, keep me distracted from the fact that I couldn't be chasing after the other things Um, that just like just weren't possible because of that injury so okay well can you I don't like can you get x number of cows faster on the bike or 
Yeah. Right? Like there's so many other things that you'd be working towards, even if it means that the coach has to adjust the entire day's program for you to get a good workout in. Like yeah. that's, what, that's what the coach is there for is to kind of help you get that good workout and help you hit those goals. Like even yeah. if it's not the same as everyone else in that class. Yeah. And, and knowing that you can do that, like it, it's our job as coaches to be able to, to tailor and to customize and um, you know, to go, okay, well, we're, we're not going to do squats if it's going to aggravate your knee, for example, yeah. but instead let's do this. Or maybe you can modify to box squats or maybe you can modify to something else, but that's what your coach is there for. And I think it's important for them, for members to know that, you know, you can approach the coaches and, and say, Hey, I, I don't want to get out of routine. I do want to keep training. And, and like you said, for mental health, it's so important to keep going. You know, can you, alter the program for me it's just going to be for two weeks or maybe it's going to be for six months whatever yeah, i'd rather is. have to rewrite the program for someone every day for three months than they just stop coming for three yeah. months because then it's just so much harder for you to get back into that routine of training again yeah. and then even if you do come back it's hard to keep that motivation when everything does feel that bit harder because you stopped for three months yeah whereas you could have been doing something anything in that time even yeah. if it's literally just like sitting down on a bench and doing like dumbbell hang cleans, for example, while everyone else is with a barber. Well, that's still like keeping that muscle memory of the movement, keeping, you know, your muscle moving, keeping you moving. And I get one of the big things uh, like for CrossFit. And I know like I hear, see on our Instagram, even when everyone tags us about at the moment, like how much they miss the community vibe of not seeing everyone at CrossFit. So it's like, even if you just come into the gym and sit on a bike for half an hour or sit on the rower or skate, like obviously we want you to try and do the workout, but if that was all that you could do because of whatever was going on, you're still getting to come and engage with like all of your friends that you've made through CrossFit. So like, and that can only help with your recovery, right? As if you're like in good spirits enough and like, just like that little bit of moving around and getting out of the house and yeah. Yeah. 100%. Did you find um, after your first injury or first um, major injury, I'll say, um, did you find it difficult to get into that mindset or was it sort of like a, all right, well, this is what it is. I just got to deal with it. I'm going to keep training and I'm just going to modify. What was the thought process like? Uh, It was definitely frustrating to start off with. Um, I mean, also just everything I've done, it's not been the case of, Oh, it only hurts when I use it. It's always been something that like hurts even if I'm not doing anything. So finding a way to, I guess, like work past that, like without that being the distraction. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's never easy to just be like, okay, it's fine. Like just accept it. Like he, here is this injury. It's not like I don't have like big training goals. Um, but I think, part of it is my personality of just being like a little bit stubborn and determined, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I think for, like, even for me, when I first started training, it was like just for my own mental health. Like, obviously there was parts of it that was like, Oh yeah. Like getting stronger is great. Getting fitter is great. Mm-hmm. But like just being able to like, a, like achieve something else that wasn't, work related or like and I'm sure it'll be the experience of a lot of girls uh especially not that it doesn't uh, um, 
isn't for guys as well, but uh, like to not be food focused or yes. weight, like or your own body weight focused. Mm-hmm. So to have something else to focus on and obviously, yeah, exactly. And if you're injured, it's hard to like not think, Oh, like I've lost so much strength, even now when people aren't injured, but they're in lockdown and they're, you know, they mm-hmm. can't be lifting as heavy or whatever. And they're like, Oh, you know, like I can't deadlift as much as I could before lockdown. It's like, well, yeah, but that can't be the focus right now. You're just yeah. finding something else to focus on. So it's not like an easy path to get there. But I think if you want to try and like progress through the injury, you have to find a way to focus on something else that isn't just the injury. Um, yeah, like it would be easy to just like sit at home and be in pain, but that What's doesn't that really kinda? serve you at all. Like it's yeah. not achieving anything and not that everything has to be goal oriented or productive but it's not helping your situation to not be doing anything yeah and like you said I think you made a really good point when you said it's okay to to you know get frustrated and grieve and to you know go through that and then you pick yourself up and go okay well what can I do um which was something that um in the podcast we did with Alethea she said the same thing after she um Achilles yes and she said I had a morning, she had like a morning period yeah. and had to go through that grieving process for about two weeks. And then she was like, okay, I, got, I need to go see someone I got, and we got to, we got to work through this and get put a program together to rehab. Yeah. So I had a specific question from one of the members on how you went from your injury last year yeah. to um, placing in the top 400 after uh, in the CrossFit Opens, because that's a pretty big achievement. Tell yeah. us what was the injury, <laughs> <laughs> and how did you how did you train through that? How did you recover and then end up you know placing so well and doing so well? Yeah, was uh, that the goal or was that part of the process that got you there? Uh, I think it was just part of the process. I wanted to. I mean, it was one of the first years where I've been doing CrossFit where I was physically like everything was okay to actually be able to do all of the workouts so not just like skills wise but like I didn't have any injuries (laughs) that would prohibit me from doing the workouts um so like there was definitely a drive there to see how well I could go um so uh where just as we came out of uh lockdown last year I had like a week of testing um and one of the last days in the testing week was to like um, work up to a heavy clean. And I just m- missed the catch. Like didn't get my elbows under fast enough um, on a 80 kilo clean, something like that. And it yep. just, um, it bent all of my fingers back and bent my wrist at a very awkward angle and like tore through uh, some of the ligaments in my wrist and burst uh, a ganglion cyst that we didn't know was there at the time. Um, So I couldn't grip anything at all. Like my thumb was like just useless sausage. Um, And so I was put into a plaster cast for two weeks while we waited to see if there was also fractures uh, because in your wrist, there's lots of small bones that you can't see if they're fractured until everything starts shifting. Um, And then I was given a fiberglass molded cast to wear for a couple of months after that. And I had to do uh, a lot of like grip rehab uh, and that sort of thing. Um, When was this? Sorry. 
When was the June? When did we come out of lockdown? Yeah, June, July. We yeah. went into lockdown in March. We came out around June, yeah. July. Yeah. So around, yeah, around then. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I had what seven months after that was around about the open seven, eight yeah. months, something like that in February, March. Um, yep. and so while I was injured, uh, I guess I, lucky is not the right word, but I was lucky that I had had major injuries before that I knew that like, all I needed to do was try and find ways to modify, obviously, uh, injuring your wrist or your hand, it's a little bit harder to modify some things yep. uh, just because if you think about a lot of CrossFit movements, even that are lower body dominant, you're still having to hold on to something to do them. So yep. it wasn't just that I couldn't do pull-ups. It was, I couldn't hold a barbell to do back squats. Even yeah. I yeah. couldn't, you know, I couldn't do deadlifts. I couldn't clean anything like that. Um, so there was definitely a time where we rigged up the straps from a set of rings, uh, onto the bar and onto my body and strapped me to a bar so that I could wow. hold it with one hand and be strapped on with the other hand to do some deadlifts, not super heavy. Um, I don't necessarily recommend it, but I was determined to find a way to just modify everything. Yeah. Um, and you've got a bit more experience. You wouldn't yeah, sort of exactly. tell someone, okay, go try this at home. But No, exactly. Um, but because it was just like a single-sided injury, I did do a lot of stuff on the one arm that I was able to use yep. um, because there is like some actual scientific research to show that like doing unilateral exercises, so single-sided exercises, do still have some carryover like neurologically mm -hmm. to like using both sides. So it wasn't oh, well, what if one arm gets stronger than the other? Well, it's better than doing nothing and it's still yeah. like keeping that movement memory. So I would do like heavy like dumbbell snatches and cleans and all that sort of stuff yeah. um, and like use the safety bar for squats and just yeah. trying to do what I could and kind of accept that my gymnastics would take a bit of a hit as a yeah. result, uh, especially like having come out of lockdown where like nobody had access to pull up bars. Mm. It was like, <laughs> it was probably a year between doing like any sort of a pull up chest bar, wow. bar muscle up anything. Um, Cause yeah, it took a little while after the wrist to be able to like grip onto like a pull up bar and hold my own body weight up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I was just, it was frustrating because during lockdown, I had done a lot of like fitness just out of necessity as everyone will have experienced currently. Yeah. Uh, we just didn't have like that sort of weight to be trying to like hit a lot of heavy lifts. Yeah. And so I'd been doing a lot of fitness and it was just frustrating to kind of lose some of the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, was, it felt a little bit like groundhog day. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess I'm lucky that we work with, uh, like all the three gyms work with very good like sports physios and chiros that know that we're not just going to stop training because of the injury yeah. and so it's like um they're able to suggest ways to like rehab it and things that you can like do yeah. um and then yeah i was just kind of determined to be able to uh, like at least do all of the workouts in the open it was kind of like a not a benchmark, but it was like a goal that I wanted, like whatever came up, I wanted to at least be able to do the workouts. Yeah. I wasn't so focused on whatever the outcome would be because I like it had been three years or something since I'd been able to do all of the workouts in the open because of injuries. So yeah. it was just kind of, okay, well, this is the first year where I can actually like put my score mm -hmm. online 
yeah. and to do all of the workouts and submit a score for all of the workouts. Uh, like since I sort of started CrossFit in those first couple of years, like unless you've come from a very sporty background, most people aren't submitting scores for all of the workouts. Even there were That's some right. years where it was like the first thing in the whole workout was a ring muscle up and like, and so many like people didn't submit any score and then we'd just be like well if you get just keep trying and if you get one then we'll start the timer and we're like <laughs> so, so this is a big deal this is a very big deal yeah. for the first time you'd be able to do all these workouts exactly yeah so uh i think that did kind of light a fire under me yeah. to like try and like progress with whatever i was capable of while i was like completely out of using my um, wrist and hand. Yeah. And then when I was able to come back, uh, like I still had to ease in and only uh, like not until after the open and the quarterfinals um, and our in-house comp, did I go and get a cortisone injection in my wrist because it still like hadn't healed. I'd just kind of been pushing through the pain a little bit, but yeah. it wasn't the sort of pain where it was doing more damage. It was just like a bit restricted because of scar tissue and all that sort of thing. So yeah. I guess like what we were saying about like, don't try and push through the pain. There is a difference between like, it's a little bit achy or it feels a bit strange versus like, this is not good pain. Yeah. Uh, and like you'll that know that feeling, you'll know yeah, when something, you know, when it's just a little bit like, Oh, that feels a bit funny or okay. No, that actually hurts. That actually hurts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just determined to be able to do all of the workouts. And then I, I, I guess because I had put so much focus on all of the other things that I could do, which was like not a lot of heavy things for like a while. Yeah. Um, and I, it was sort of convenient that not a lot of the open, the open workouts this year weren't particularly heavy. Yeah. So I was fortunate that it, like the fact that my Ollie lifts like hadn't come back at that point to where they were. And it was like, some gymnastics but it wasn't like there wasn't handstand walks for example which was like maybe the first year in a while that there hadn't been handstand walks because that would have been potentially the worst thing for me yeah. to do at that point like the wall walks were okay but even handstand walking now I still uh am getting back to like full weight bearing across yep. both wrists without like having to kick down after a couple of meters so and like, so that's been baby steps right yeah 100 percent. and that's been now um what are we now september august yeah a bit over a year yeah 14 months now yeah you mentioned before um you know having the gyms having really good therapists that we work with physios yep. chiros um how important of a role or how big of a role did they play in your recovery and your rehab i think like quite a considerable while, like any time that I've like had an injury, they've always sort of been my first point of uh, like reference Yeah. because something can just be a niggle and maybe it's not an injury. Maybe it is just something like a lot of people have like shoulder issues and they say to the coaches like, Oh, this feels like a bit funny when I do X, Y, Z. And it might just be a case of, okay, well something is like pulling more in one direction than another muscle. And then, just some exercises to adjust. So yeah. like ha knowing we can't all be experts on everything. So having somebody that is more specialized yeah. on that sort of like injury prevention and rehab um, makes a big difference, I think. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, when I had my knee surgery, I needed to learn to walk again because I was on crutches for six months. So that's kind of, Uh you know, to the extremes of how much it's important to have like allied health professionals as part of your like team for an description. So, yeah. yeah. And it helps. Like I know from my perspective and, and we'll all be in the same boat as coaches is having someone that you work closely with. So for example, we've got Dave out at um, my sports Cairo. Yeah. He's also going to be on the podcast. Um, but he, like we work quite closely together where if one of the members goes to see him and it might be a little niggle or it might be something more than that, um, he'll communicate back to us yeah. and, you know, tell like us what is or isn't allowed. And exactly. Sort of thing. Yeah. What to avoid. And not only that, but where the problem is coming from. So mm. they've got this injury because of this, 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 it might be something that's happened 10 years ago that they've ignored or because a lot of the time you'll get people that'll, that, have, that will say, you know, I've, I've had back pain for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. <laughs> um, okay. So have you gone to see anyone about it? Oh no, I just sort of live with it yeah, and it yeah, shouldn't be it, the train through it. Yeah. Yeah, you, that that pain, and I always say that pain should not be normal. It should not be a part of your life. It should not, shouldn't be a, a thing that you just deal with every day. Um, you know, it's really important to go and if you haven't already, see someone about it and see someone who is going to tell you where it's what the root of the problem is and give you a solution and give us as coaches guidance on to how to you know what we can do, what we can't do. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, we can't know exactly what's going on inside your body we can suggest modifications to whatever the program is for the day but even some of those modifications might not be like they might be contraindicated for whatever you've got going on and unless we have another opinion like we don't we're not trying to hurt you yeah we write workouts that are maybe trying to hurt you mentally but (laughs) we're not trying to physically hurt you yeah exactly (laughs) 64 burpees gabby today (laughs) i really want to do it (laughs) um no and and yeah that that's the thing like that and the the other thing and i this is the thing that i found when i first started um going to a physio or a chiro i'd never been to one before until i started training because i just never thought i needed one now i'm of the opinion of you should just have someone that you go and see for regular check-ins anyway because if you've got a good one they're brilliant like they're so good um but things like i would go in and be like hey my hips sore um and dave would have a look and be like okay well it's actually not from your hip it's from your shoulder on the other side and it's because yeah, of this connected to this and, yeah that's right and they're the things that these guys will look at and guys and girls will look at and, and um get to the bottom of so i think it's yeah definitely if, if you know, any of the members are listening and they're like, oh, I've been having back pain for 10 years. Yeah. Well, my elbow feels funny for the last three months. Or- yeah. yeah. Go, go get it checked out. Come back to us and we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll train. Yeah, we can them. work around it. Yeah. That's right. Exactly right. Um, okay. So what's next post lockdown, which we were talking about earlier off, off air. Yeah. It's hopefully not too far away. Let's see. A few more, few more months maybe. Yeah. What's the, <laughs> See everyone for Christmas. Oh, <laughs> counting down the days. Um, what are the goals? What's, what's something in store for Gab post-lockdown? Any comps, any, any sort of big things that you've got planned that you'd like to do? Or just let's just see what happens when we get out of this. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends what the timeline is like in terms of when we do get out. Yeah. Um, the sooner it is, the more chance everyone has to kind of get back to normal training. Yeah. Um, I maybe would want to do like another powerlifting or strongman or Ali yep. comp sort of everything's in the air. Um, yeah. But yeah, if the format of the open and quarterfinals and semifinals stays the way it uh, did for this year, I would like to try and uh, qualify for quarterfinals again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was top 10% out of the open into quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, so Oh yeah, I would like to try and get to that stage. I don't, I'm not, I don't have like grandiose plans of getting to the games, but that's <laughs> just okay. like little year on year improvements. Yeah. Um, try to stay injury free. I think that's a big goal <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> and they're all little things, regardless of whether it's like an in-house comp or a, or the opens yeah, or whatever it is, they're things to look forward to. And they're, they're things to, it's what I loved about comps was, it, it keeps you working towards something. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, in the gym that can just be, oh, well, the next time like this benchmark what is programmed, I want to beat that score or yeah. I want to PB a lift or I want to be able to do more reps of a gymnastic movement or whatever it might be. Just like having something, it's hard to focus on all the things at once, which is why the program is written the way it is. We're not yeah. always trying to do the heaviest things. Yeah. Like, Sometimes it is a little bit more cardio and, and like engine building. And sometimes it is like a strict strength program that's getting progressively heavier. Yeah. Like, yeah. So there's always a purpose to it. Exactly. There's always yeah. like working towards something, yeah. even if you are just coming like once or twice a week, just to like get out of the house and away from your housemates or kids or whatever it might be. Kids. It yeah. doesn't mean that you can't. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you can't be like working towards something, even in that, time that you're coming yeah 100 percent. well on that note i think we'll leave it there for today thank, thank you so much thank you thanks for coming back on for the yes. second time <laughs> and i hope you enjoy the rest of your afternoon go enjoy the sunshine while it's still out have a good one thanks so much bye thanks so much for joining us on the 168 podcast if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and follow us at 168 Podcast on socials. We'll see you next time.